1: has ever dreamed of fame and fortune at the end of the rainbow this is one of the greatest success stories of all time proving once and for all that anyone can make it no matter how young no matter how green all it took was a dream you jokes, you can make millions of people happy, millions of people happy. The road was long, but never lonely, it was dangerous, but never dull, filled with unshakable friendship, come with us to Hollywood, when you get rich and famous, maybe we'll show up and exploit your wealth. Unforgettable faces I just gotta catch up with those guys And unexpected romance never She was a temperamental so beauty so young, so An unmarried woman And a gorgeous pig
0: Piggy! Miss Piggy! Are you Miss Piggy? Yes
1: Telephone! I don't think so. We're moving right along. Today is your lucky day. The price on the stick is the price you pay. Never more, never less. Uh, we'll take that one. Yeah. But fancy free. Get in have the uh, fun. Come share it with me. tender love. Whisper sweet nothings into my ear. Uh. To sweet regret. She just walked out on me. Stay away from women. That's my motto. But I can't. Neither can I. That's my trouble. Hi. I'm Doc Hopper. i like you to hop on down and get some Hopper's rich fried frog bait. Yeah. Don't you want to be rich and famous? I'm not working for you, I don't. From adversity oh, Jimmy, don't to adventure. <laughs> that goes bananas? What is this, He never parted with his dream. Or his friends. Or his legs.
2: I think if you look in your heart, you'll find you really want to let me and my friends go. What I'm saying doesn't make any sense to you. Go ahead and kill me.
1: Alright, boy. Kill him. The Muppet Movie, starring Charles Durning and Austin Pendleton. Special guest stars, Edgar Bergen, Milton Berle, Mel Brooks, James Coburn, Dom Deloise, Elliot Gould, Bob Hope, Bobby Peach Madeline Carr, drink. Carol Kane, Horace Leachman, Steve Martin, yeah. Richard Pryor, Telly Savalas, what? Paul Williams and Orson Welles. I may not be one of your fancy
2: Hollywood frogs, but I deserve a chance.
1: Life's like a movie. Write your own. Thing. At the end of the rainbow, where dreams come true. Puppet becomes muppet, and earth becomes mirth. And people who aren't people are the funniest people in the world. Muppet movie it's more entertainment than was ever humanly possible
0: All right, guys, welcome back to the Tragedy of Cinema. This was just an episode that was thrown together, uh, two random guys. No, just kidding. Uh, this is episode 28, The Muppet Movie. Uh, this is one that we hadn't announced. I have a special guest with me again. Actually, it's our first re- recurring guest. Mr. Dwayne Conley is back with us. If you remember, he's back from the episode uh, The Pride of the Yankees. Um, so we, I thought we'd get back together and just do an off-the-wall-top uh, movie. Um, Nothing better says off the top like the Muppet movie If you've ever seen it, the original So, Dwayne, how are you doing tonight? Hey dear, ho dear (laughs) I'm doing pretty good He is already in rare Muppet form tonight as you can tell Um, So uh, Since uh, Terrence isn't here for this I'm going to go ahead and throw Mr. Dwayne The question that I usually throw Terrence And this time I didn't even give him a hint Or anything So Dwayne, the question is Who or what are your top five favorite Muppets? I kind of near. I kinda, say that well. There's only so much ways you could go, and then I got another question on top of okay. it after that.
2: Well, I, I think you got to start at the top. The the uh, Kermit. He's Kermit the guy. Who, he's the glue. He's the uh, guy who puts it all together. Um, so I mean, it's just he's unflappable and, and regardless. Uh, whatever he's uh, whatever crazy antics his friends are up to, he's he's always there for him. Well,
0: not only that, but do you remember when he was in Sesame Street as the live reporter for the news yeah. or whatever? He'd be in the trench coat hood or well, whatever.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then um, I like Fozzie, man. He, he he's things he's, he's a horrible comedian, but he's so bad that it's it's Especially funny, funny. So I mean, it's a waka it's, waka, right? right just. I, yeah, he just, he cracked me up and, um, and then, um, you know, I, I like animal, he just, he just crazy and, and, and just out of, just, you never know what he's going to do. He's just,
0: yeah. but this movie where they're like, beat the drums, beat the drums, he's like, eat eat the drums. And he starts eating on the cymbal or whatever. They're like, no, no beat. He's like, ah, beat. Yeah. (laughs)
2: And then, uh, uh, Ralph, I, I like Ralph the dog. He's just, I don't, I like, I like the idea of a dog playing a piano.
0: <laughs> he has a famous scene in this movie too. And then probably one of the
2: famous are, well, I have to give it to two people, Statler and Waldorf. They just.
0: <laughs> we just I, sat here and watched about 40 minutes of Statler and Waldorf just making fun of the puppets.
2: Yeah, they're just the, uh, I, anything they say is hilarious. So.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, Especially at the beginning of this movie We'll we'll talk about it here in a little bit But uh, let's go ahead and jump into some stuff real quick Um, This movie um, We'll let Dwayne take it away Like Terrence usually does We'll let him go ahead and start off So he can kick us off I'll interject some stuff here as we go along Okay. So Dwayne, take her away Uh, The movie's uh,
2: The Muppet movie It came out June twenty second,
0: 1979 I was Almost two years old
2: 40 years ago. It's...
0: It's so a, its 40th anniversary this year, sure wasn't it? Yeah,
2: out. I think wow. they had a, a screening this summer for the 40th. It's, it's, it's yeah, crazy.
0: And it stands the test of time. I mean, I still watch it, and I will still laugh every single time I watch it, just because there's stuff you catch now that you didn't yeah. catch when you were a kid. Um,
2: it grossed $65.8 million uh, US, and uh, that seems not like a lot, but uh, this was the... Six Heights grossing Movie of 1979. Also, it was the...
0: Okay, I'm glad you brought that up because I do have the movies that were in here. Um, Other films that came out in 1979, just to put in perspective, the ones that were higher than that or were still showing, um, you had Superman Mm -hmm. was number one, Amityville Horror, Rocky II, Star Trek, Alien, Apocalypse Now. I mean, you talk about a year for movies. This had a lot of movies in it. So, I mean... So that, that $65 million, that's, I
2: mean, it was, when it, at that time, I think it was the 61st highest grossing movie at that time. And we, nowadays, like...
0: With inflation. The, that much
2: money, like, Disney has five movies that made a billion dollars worldwide. More likely, <laughs> they'll have at least two more. And you think $65 is not a lot, but that's, I mean, that's... It's
0: for it's time. time.
2: There were that, I think there were only, like, at that time, there were only 20 movies or so that made $100 million, so, I mean... Uh, 65 was It's a pretty good deal for, Oh yeah And then um, Also it was the Back in the 70s They made more G-rated movies And it, I think it was The fourth highest G-rated movie Of the 70s
0: And this is also The first time um, You will find out That Mel Brooks Was in a movie That was rated G Hmm Maybe his only time Ever Probably, after yeah. that too But uh, yeah
2: That's interesting I think uh, I think the top grossing movie, there was a Star Trek, the motion picture was a G-rated and then, the, what is it, The Rescuers? is
0: that a movie? Yeah, that was the Disney movie about the, the, the two rats, wasn't it? Is that what you're talking about, the animated movie? I'm not sure. Or is that The Rescuers Down Under? I don't know. Way to go, Wade You had one, one Nicer, job to do. Tonight. And the <laughs> other one was uh, um, Airport. Oh, man. That was
2: another. That. So, I mean, it was... And that they would make some uh, uh, non children's movie G rated. That's interesting. But that that was like the I think it was the fourth highest in the seventies. So uh, now that we got on that rabbit trail, uh, <laughs> it ran. Uh, the runtime was an hour or thirty five minutes. But wait,
0: who directed it?
2: Oh, you he, skipped all this stuff. I did skip some stuff. Yeah, let's backtrack. The director was. <laughs> James Frawley. You'll, you'll get that in post, right? I was going to be like, the film is okie-dokie. <laughs> if those that see the movie, that's that's pretty much what happened. So the director was James Frawley. Um, I'm not sure I recall anything else he did. Um,
0: I'll, I'll look it up while you're, if you want to carry on. I looked that up,
2: but I my memory slips. Uh, <laughs> it was written by Jerry Jewell and Jack Burns, and the production company was uh, ITC Entertainment and Henson
0: Associates. So... Uh, Okay, he's, he said that he's best known for directing the Muppet movie, but he also did the Monkeys television series. Hey, hey, we're the Monkees. <laughs> um, his filmography, The Monkees, That Girl, The Christian Licorice Store, Kid Blue, The Big Bus, Columbo, uh, The Muppet Magnum. He was on some Magnum P.I., some Scare, Scarecrow, Mrs. King, hmm. Cagney and Lacey, uh, Law and Order, uh, Chicago Hope, uh, The Three Stooges in 2000, huh. Smallville, uh, so, he was, looks like he was more of a television uh, director, um, even though he was an actor in The Man from U.N.C.L.E., well, I guess that was a TV show, too, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, and he was also in The Outer Limits. Uh, but I think the, the ones above were the ones that he produced or directed. Yeah. These are the ones that he acted in. So, like The Man from U.N.C.L.E., he was in two episodes. The Outer Limits, he was in an episode. Dick Van Dyke show, Mikel's Navy. The Monkeys, he was in 12 episodes. Hogan's Heroes, he was in an episode. My favorite Martian and uh, the Muppet movie, he plays a waiter in this movie later <laughs> on in the movie, so just a little bit about him. So um, going into the technical s- specs, it
2: ran an hour, 35 minutes. Um, sound mix is Dolby. Uh, the color was Eastman color. Aspect ratio, 1.85 to 1. The laboratory cons- consolidated film industries of Hollywood. Uh, the negative format was 35 millimeter. Uh, the cinematographic process was (laughs) spherical printed film format 35 millimeters then moving to the awards um uh was uh academy awards it was nominated for two oscars best music original song paul williams and kenny asher for the song the rainbow connection and then best music original song score and its adapt adaption or best adaption score also by paul williams and kenny asher um, they also were uh, nominated for Golden Globes in, in 1980 uh, for best Original song also Paul Williams, Kenny Asher for Rainbow Connection.
0: So you're starting to see this that that's the, the pretty much the song that starts off the movie and if you ever say oh, the original Muppet movie, this is the first song that comes to my mind yeah um, It was also like we were talking earlier, I remember as a kid, this was one of the only, the few uh, eight tracks that I remember having. Yeah. And if those of you that are younger generation don't know what that is, it's like a gigantic, I don't know, box a <laughs> word for back, yeah. a better word, and you would stick it into this bigger box, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it was kind of like a cassette tape. But think of a cassette tape if you remember what those are. Some of our audience might not even know what those are, but you would stick it in this machine, and it would play. It would it would go to like track one. It would play. And then when that track was over, it would go click, real loud, and click over to a, the next track. So you knew when your song was over. It would click. I know you're laughing because you know what I'm talking about. You remember that's, the click? It's been a long time, <laughs> A long yeah. time ago. But yes, it yeah. was true. But that's one of the only uh, soundtrack eight tracks that I can remember actually caring enough about. You know, the, the just click. click. <laughs> and then if you wanted to skip, you'd be click, 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 click to get to the song you want. <laughs> and if you for, if you passed it, you had to go through that thing all over again. So. All right, Dwayne, continue on. We had the... So, uh, Academy of Science Fiction,
2: Fantasy, and Horror Films in the USA in 1980 uh, was the winner uh, for the Saturn Award for Best Fantasy Film. Hmm. And then also had some nominations for Best Writing for Jerry Jewell and Jack Burns, Best Music, Paul Williams, and Best Special Effects, Robbie Knott. Okay? Hmm. And then um, we see some Grammy Award nominations, uh, 1980... It won the Grammy for Best Recording for Children. Uh, Jim Henson produced and performed by, Paul Williams produced by, Frank Oz performed by, Dave Goltz performed by, Jerry Nelson performed by, and Richard Hunt performed by. Uh, then 1980, it also was uh, nominated for the Hugo Award for Best Dramatic Production, James Frawley Director, Jack Burns the Writer, and Jared Jewell Writer. Um, in two thousand nine, it was the uh, winner of the uh, National Film Preservation Board USA, which they, uh, I believe they pres- they select a certain number of films each year to preserve. Correct?
0: Yeah, I believe so, and that's and so, uh, that's on its thirtieth anniversary too. Yeah, so that's uh, two thousand nine,
2: a pretty big thing um, uh, when they do that. Two thousand thirteen. It won a uh, satellite uh, or it was nominated for a satellite award for Best Youth Blu ray. Hmm. 2005 also got a nomination for the satellite award for uh, Outstanding Youth DVD for Kermit's 50th Anniversary Edition. Wow. Then uh, 1980, a Young Artist Award uh, uh, was a nominee for the Best Musical Entertainment Featuring Youth, TV or Motion Picture. And also nominee for uh, the best motion picture featuring youth.
0: So, the one thing about the Muppets is um, they've stood the test of time. I mean, you see them, they come out with uh, even recently, what, 2011 Mm -hmm. and I think 2014, they came out with the Muppets Most Wanted. Um, They do TV specials. As a matter of fact, they had their own TV show, I think it was two years ago, maybe three now. Got canceled after a season, but I mean, people are still interested. And I think the people that grew up on the Muppets show their children the Muppets. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's I mean, just it's
2: You said you have classic. the uh, – they rebooted the Muppet Babies. And so, uh, yeah, I have nephews and they're kind of getting introduced to that. And then there's also, I believe, Disney Plus is supposed to have some uh, uh, Muppet shorts. So
0: Right. But after you watch, show them the Muppet Babies, you go back and say, yeah, but these are the real Muppet Babies. <laughs> and show them the original ones. So, Dwayne, what's a synopsis of the movie?
2: Well, I'm glad you asked, because I have a synopsis right here. (laughs) Synopsis, Kermit the Frog embarks on a mission from his swamp to make millions of people happy. Along the way, Kermit meets new friends that help him on his journey to Los Angeles. Kermit also must deal with Doc Hopper, a businessman who wants to make Kermit the face of his frog-leg restaurant franchises. Can Kermit and the Muppets survive Doc Hopper and make it to Los Angeles to fulfill his dream of making people happy?
0: You know, this, this movie has such a simple premise, but the way they get there, memorable. You know, I mean, memorable. So let's go ahead and talk about the cast for a little bit and uh, hold tight because there is a ton of people in this. Um, when you're dealing with the Muppets, there's a lot of puppeteers. Um, this also has a lot of cameos, from famous actors and actresses, uh, musicians, bup- puppeteers from the era. Um, a lot of these actors are no longer with us. Some of you may not even know who they are, but if you were alive at that time and you remember, like Bob Hope, I'll say, I remember watching some of his specials on TV when they would come on, like when he'd go overseas to help the troops and all that. So we'll go ahead and start. Uh, you had uh, Charles Durning as Doc Hopper. He was a businessman, an entrepreneur, and a restauranteur. Uh, Austin Pendleton as Max. He was Doc Hopper's uh, right hand man and sidekick. He kind of fell for the Muppets. He didn't want to see Kermit get killed. You know, he was like, "Yeah," and he's like, "Well, I'll double your percentage or whatever." He's like, "Okay," you know, he just, just different things like that in the movie. Scott Walker. He played uh, Snake Walker, who was an assassin who specializes in killing frogs. Uh, <laughs> I mean, hey, well, I don't know why you're laughing. Is you gotta have a? Well, I guess he gigged him. Is that what he did? He <laughs> to gigged him to death. Uh, so here's some of the Muppets and puppeteers. Um, and some of these people played multiple or performed with multiple puppets. So when you hear their names, you'll know that they played different uh, puppets or Muppets. Uh, you had Jim Henson. Uh, he did Kermit the Frog, Ralph the Dog, Dr. Teeth, Waldorf, and the Swedish Chef. Uh, Frank Oz. You know who Frank Oz is, don't you? Don't
2: you? I definitely know who Frank Oz is. Frank Oz
0: is. was none other than Yoda, for those of you that are wanting to know. But Yoda's not in this movie. Uh, Frank Oz, um, he played Miss Piggy, Fozzie Bear, Animal, Sam Eagle, and Marvin Suggs. Jerry Nelson uh, had uh, puppeteered Floyd Pepper, Crazy Harry, Robin the Frog, Lou Zealand, and Camilla the Chicken. Richard Hunt, Scooter, Statler... Janice, Sweetums, and Beaker. I laugh because some of these scenes of this movie, when you say, like, Sweetums, you know, you just <laughs> the picture comes through. Um, Dave Goltz as the great Gonzo, Zoot, Dr. Bunsen Honeydew, and Dog Dogline. And, yes, even the great Big Bird makes an appearance in this movie, by uh, puppeteered by Carol Spinney. Frank Collins appears as a cameo as a biker who beats up Fozzie Bear, while Steve Whitmer appears as a man in the Borgin County Fair. Also director Tim Burton is one of the puppeteers in the final shot of the film. John Landis is also in the final shot performing Grover. Landis and Burton were both uncredited. Many other longtime members of Jim Henson's team also provided puppeteer service, including Steve Whitmer, Catherine Mullen, Bob Payne, Aaron Oscar, Carolyn Wilcox, Olga Feldmacher, Bruce Schwartz, Michael Oher, Davis, Buzz Surachi, Tony Basilakoto, and Adam Hunt. Now, here's some other people that were in the movie that maybe just had a guest appearance. Uh, some of these names will be familiar. Um, Edgar Bergen played himself, and Charlie McCarthy. Um, for those of you that don't know, he was one of the most famous uh, ventriloquists, I guess, if you will. Uh, you've probably seen the Charlie doll. I think if you've seen uh, Goosebumps, you've seen the you know the Charlie doll. Um, that's what it's from. Uh, he was a famous puppeteer, and sad to say that shortly after he filmed the scenes for this movie, he died. So uh, it, it devastated Jim Henson when he died. So he, he considered him a role model early on yeah, in life. Yeah, he was
2: a big influence.
0: Big influence. Um, Milton Berle played Madman Mooney. Mel Brooks, yes, the Mel Brooks, who's famous for Spaceballs and Young Frankenstein and Blazing Saddles and all those. He played Professor Max Crassman in this movie. And I can't even say what it is right now because it's just funny. James Coburn, he played the El Slizo Cafe owner. Uh, it's funny that scene's funny too we'll get there but I mean a lot of these you sit here and as i read reading them I'm thinking of the scene that they were in it's just hard not to laugh because it just, it's so funny it's so, uh, these these uh,
2: gratuitous cameos just <laughs> out of nowhere there's yet. no reason for it but it's just there and you <laughs> it just <laughs> makes you laugh
0: right Dom DeLuise Bernie the Agent Elliot Gold Beauty Contest Compare Bob Hope was an ice cream vendor Madeline Kahn as El Sleezo patron. (laughs) And one of my favorites, Carol Kane, played Myth. Myth. (laughs) Myth. Myth. It's a myth. I have to explain this right now because (laughs) I'm going to laugh probably this entire podcast because when you were watching this movie at the very beginning, uh, Kermit's like, uh, uh, Kermit's in there and they're like... um, Well, I thought frogs didn't... Whatever. And he's like, oh, that's just a myth. And she always comes up. He's like, yes. He's like, I said myth. Myth. And so the rest of the show, every time somebody says that there's a myth about the show, she pops out like around a billboard or just anywhere she can (laughs) pop in. And it's the funniest running joke of the whole movie. Uh, Clarice Leachman, she's very young in this movie. We just watched a clip of that earlier. It was uh, The Lord's Secretary. Steve Martin, an insolent waiter. Richard Pryor... Was the balloon vendor. I mean, these people are historic when it comes to movies and comedy. Telly Savalas, he was an El Sleizo tough guy. Orson Welles was the Lord. Uh, Paul Williams, El Sleizo pianist, who was also the um, music guy that did most of the music. Yeah. Um, Scott Walker was the frog killer, as we said earlier. Lawrence Gabriel Jr. played a sailor. Ira F. Grubman was a bartender. H.B. Haggerty, Lumberjack, Bruce Kirby, the Gate Guard, Tommy Madden, the One-Eyed Midget, James Frawley, who was the director, as we said earlier, was the waiter, uh, Arnold Roberts played a cowboy, Steve Whitmere played Fletcher Bird and Scooter as the assistant's voice, uh, Catherine Bullen played Camilla as assistant, uh, Bob Payne was the Muppet performer uh, Aaron Oscar was a Muppet performer. Carolyn Wilcox was a Muppet performer. Olga Feldman. See, I'm, uh, some of these I'm repeating because I just didn't want, I couldn't remember if I had them listed. Uh, Bruce Schwartz was a Muppet performer. Michael Earl, um, he was an uh, uh, assistant with Animal, assistant with Beaker, assistant with Big Bird, assistant with Dr. Teeth, assistant with Fozzie Bear, assistant with Janice, assistant with Scooter, and uh, Michael Davis uh buzz sirachi was a muppet performer tony Buscalato, muppet performer adam hunt muppet performer and then uh you had uh these some of these were uncredited you had bob baker who was a muppet performer tim burton as we said melinda Dillon was the woman with the balloon jerry joel was a muppet performer earl Cress he did burton ernie uh, but was uncredited john landis as we said was grover who was uncredited and john love lady was a muppet performer that was uncredited so I just out of all the people I named, you can see how much history uh, in movies and comedy and um, directing and puppets and everything about it. I mean, there was a lot of people in this movie, and for 1979, that's a lot of famous people. Yeah. I mean, a lot of just just small cameos that you wouldn't even think were, would be in a movie like this. So, um, all right. So let's here's here's some some stuff that we're getting ready to talk about. Um. This was the second highest grossing Muppet movie after the Muppets in two thousand eleven, which yeah. I can't believe it beat it, but I guess whatever. <laughs> I didn't think it was as good as the original Muppet movie to me. Yeah, this I mean this is
2: hard to beat. Anytime you your first movie it's it's you gotta
0: you gotta You gotta lay the groundwork, you gotta get introduced. It kinda tells how the Muppets came together in this movie too. Yeah. So there's a lot of history there and all that. In the Muppet movie, they don't really have to, you know. Yeah, they separate. Uh, you know, the newer one, they kind of went their own ways and getting the group back together. But at least there's history there already.
2: And I think I think there's a lot of that. That 2011 movie was heavily influenced by this movie. I mean, there it's kind of a road movie in itself, and it kind of has. A lot of the similar beats, getting everybody together.
0: Right, but I think it also a lot of that had to do with the the Muppet television show, too. I think there's a lot of that in that movie, too. You know what I mean? Um, This is on the 1001 Movies You Must See Before You Die. Uh, It's the first Muppet project to take place in the real world. Hmm. Because if you remember, the Muppet uh, show is all in that little theater. Yeah. Um, This is the first movie to show full-body puppets on screen. Uh, Usually it was only from the waist up because of the puppeteers. So when uh, when Kermit's up there dancing with Fozzie, you know, that's <laughs> groundbreaking. Or when he... They, um, well, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, they say that this is an allegory of Jim Henson's life. <laughs> now, I didn't really dive into it. Um, I was going to do a biography on Jim Henson, but I was like, man, there's probably so much there right now. And I'm sure we'll do another movie of his soon and probably touch on it there. But I was like, I don't know what that was about. So... <laughs> yeah. um, so... We're going to kind of work our way through the movie and uh, throw in some stuff as we go through. Um, if you've never seen this movie, it's one of my – it's got to be in my top 15 or 20 movies just from the fact of when I was a kid. I mean, you know, I was a big Muppet fan. I still am. My kids hate it sometimes because I was like, hey, let's watch the Muppet movie. They're like, Dad, this is old. It's like, you don't understand. This is good. You know what I mean? And, and, and Kermit is probably – I mean, he's up there as one of my favorite icons. Yeah. You know, I, I just love him to pieces. Um, So we have the uh, opening scene, right? The the coming through the clouds, and you're you're coming down on this swamp, and you all of a sudden hear this banjo play. The, but actually before that, no, let's go before this. Yeah, you love this. I I just jumped over probably one of the funniest thing in the movie. Let me let me find that real quick. So, so you start so, with Waldorf and Statler coming in in their, <laughs> they're coming to their classic car. Yeah, is that like Universal Studios? I would say it's got the the world. Yeah, through.
2: the uh, working man product. Is that what?
0: Yeah, uh, it's not like that. Something. So they pull up to the guard shack, <laughs> and these two are in the backseat. And they pull up, and this security guard comes out to him. He's like, eh. and then uh, Statler goes, "Hi, I'm Statler," and Waldorf, Waldorf goes, "I'm Waldorf. We're here to heckle the Muppet movie." The guard goes, gentlemen, uh, straight ahead, private screening, room D. Statler, private screening, water... Yeah, they're afraid to show it in public. <laughs> they so just... they start off just... They just... If, you, if you've never seen it, they're just like two old guys that have been best friends their entire life. They're retired and they have nothing better to do but sit around and make fun of stuff, even themselves at times. But, uh... So... <laughs> I just—they're funny. I mean, if if they would do a grumpy old man movie with Stallard Wardolf, I'd watch it. You know, I mean, just a puppet version of them—that'd it, be hilarious. Yeah. So we're going in. We're They finally make their way to uh, shows the uh, theater, right?
2: The, yeah, the screen room, and it's just just fast and furious. All these one-liners. <laughs> yeah.
0: just... I mean, it was hard to, you know, you've got the the guy, the the, the guy that's dressed like Shakespeare with the boomerang fish. He's like, "Good to minute. He's like, Is it all right if I here with my boomerang
2: fish." He's like, "Hey, we talked about this." Yeah, you know? <laughs> the uh, the giant uh, who's not sweet and he says,
0: "Is this seat taken?" And then he rips, rips the seat out. out of the floor. Yeah, and then you got Animal there, and he's like, "Animal, we, you know, we have a story. Eat the seat. eating the seat cushions. <laughs> uh, you got popcorn flying around. You've got." Uh, you got Kermit. You know, he goes down to the front. He's trying to calm everybody yep. down. And you got...
2: F- funsies. If I'm not funny, I don't know how I'll live with myself. And then how do you do, sis? Uh, well, you, then you're out to get a new apartment. It's <laughs>
0: <Just> like... <laughs> and then you got... Well, is a Waldorf and Statler. Oh, this says is,
2: I like this movie so far. And he's like
0: It hasn't even started it. He's like, I know. That's what I like about it. <laughs> just, I mean, these two guys are... Just, uh, the
2: writing is just, you know, it's... It's, it's when, when the Muppets on. are working and the writing is is it's it's and the it's
0: happening so fast you you can't really process what you yeah, just it takes heard a, because you're like oh man and you're laughing at this and they've already cracked another one or two it, jokes it, it takes like, you yeah it takes about two three seconds
2: all oh, to to process it and then you laugh and like it's <laughs> and they're like what are
0: you laughing at I'm like you guys don't understand it's funny so <clears throat> excuse me. So Kermit finally gets up there and he's trying to settle everybody down, right? Like, Shh, can't really start, you know. And that's when uh, Piggy's like, "I saved you a seat," <laughs> you know. And he's like, oh, "He's like, I got one," you know. And he goes. So finally, he goes back and he sits by his uh, nephew Robin, uh, and they start the film. And you've got the chef up in the film room, which <laughs> we'll talk about later <laughs> on in this movie. Uh, but the Swedish chef. So we start the they start rolling the movie. So what you're watching. Is you are watching a movie about the Muppets watching a movie, okay? I mean, just think about that. So here we go. We start the cloud. You come breaking through the clouds, and you you come across like this swamp. You just see like trees and water, and all of a sudden you hear the the banjo, the dun 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 dun, you know, and you're like, oh, where are we going with this? You know, dun 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 dun. And you're like, wow! So you keep going lower, lower in the swamp, and you keep. And you're like, man, where are we go? You keep looking. He's blended in with everything. You know, he's it's, it's it's Kermit sitting on a log, and he's playing a banjo in the swamp to himself. <laughs> I was like, you know, and he and he strums out one of the best songs. I love it to it's, be It's, uh, it's
2: a, a gorgeous song. Yeah,
0: it's called Rainbow Connection.
2: And. Um, and it seems like anytime they bring the Muppets back, they bring the song back. And it's, uh, you have to because it's, it's it's. I mean, I I don't think any any other Muppets could have any of the other Muppet characters could have pulled this off, other than Kermit. It just well, he's the face
0: of the Muppets. He's
2: the fa- and there's just a sincerity in him, and and I,
0: that 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 he's able to pull the song off, and it's just it's. I mean, as you see in some of the other songs that we'll talk about during this, there are some pretty funny ones. I mean, uh, like Gonzo sings. Gonzo has a really powerful song in this movie, too. But you gotta like Piggy when she's falling in love with Kermit. But even though she's singing, some of the the, uh, scenes that they show are from different movies, spoofs of different movies, like Casablanca and stuff. But this this song is famous with this. But one thing is, Jim Henson spent an entire day in a 50-gallon steel drum uh, barrel submerged for that scene. <laughs> I was like in the swamp. Can you imagine for yeah. the whole day? But, uh, they said that it took five days to shoot that scene. Wow. Just the swamp scene. And for those of you that haven't seen it, all it is is Kermit sitting on a log. There's a guy that comes up in a rowboat. Uh, is that Dom DeLuise? I think
2: Dom DeLuise is, yeah. As and, the-
0: and then he's like, he's like, well, he's like, uh, can you help me? I'm lost. And Kermit's like, oh, well, there's a exit, you know, keep going this way. And he's like, hey. He's like, I'm I'm trying to get back to Hollywood or whatever. He's like, hey, look. And he pulls out a newspaper. So this guy pulls out a newspaper on the boat. He's like, hey, look. They're looking for frogs, you know, to make millions of people happy. And Kermit starts thinking. He's like, millions of people happy. So this gets him going. He's like, yeah. He's like, well, he's like, well, he's like, i got to be on my way. He's like, oh, yeah. Watch out for the alligators. <laughs> so you see <laughs> see this alligator starting to attack coming towards the boat. He's like, ah, ah. So he starts running out. And so you see Kermit going, millions of people happy. Millions of people happy. So... Uh, actually three kermits were used, uh, for the, for the scene in the swamp. Uh, one of them was a mechanical, as you can tell when he starts strumming the banjo. So that was the mechanical and that was strumming the banjo. Yeah,
2: <laughs> he had a, a little bit about Paul Williams and he was, he's, he, he did, did some acting. And as you said, he was the, uh, the, the, the pianist at the El Slizo. <laughs> also, uh, he was in, um, if you've seen, um,
0: Smokey and the Bandit? Smokey
2: and the Bandit. He's, uh, there's Enos. He was little Enos. He was the, I guess his son who kind of dressed like him. Uh, and also, I, I, there was a Christmas movie back in the 80s, uh, TV movie that he was in, uh, um, The Night They Saved Christmas, I believe is what it's called, where they're, they're doing some kind of mining in Alaska and it's like, about to destroy the North Pole. So he's, one of to say, Alice who tries to Get him to stop. So uh, uh, that exists. Um, but uh, he was like, uh, he really had some in the 70s, some really popular songs. Uh, Karen Carpenter, um, he wrote some of her songs like We've Only Just Begun. And rainy days and Mondays always get me down. Look Evergreen. Terrence,
0: you got some work to do, buddy. He's breaking it down in music. Uh,
2: just an old-fashioned love song, and then one of the classic TV shows of all time. He wrote the theme song, The Love boo Oh, man. So uh, I loved he, that a show a when I was a kid. <laughs> a lot of 70s and 80s uh, uh, songs that he uh, wrote that uh, you may be familiar with. So, And you may not even know he did them. You, you may not know, know that, or
0: right? You may not know. So, so now you know. The more you know, reading Rainbow. So Kermit's ready to go. He's ready to hit the big scene, right? So he leaves the swamp. Next thing you see, you see Kermit riding a bicycle, <laughs> and you just see—it looks like the bike for Pee Wee Herman, almost. You know, he's riding this big old bike. His feet, you know, are going down. Um, they have said that that is was the hardest scene to shoot. Um, was him riding the bike. Even though it looked the simplest on there, yeah. it was actually the hardest one. So Kermit's riding his bike, and he's like looking at all this construction, you know, and the steamroller's coming. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, what? what? You know, the next thing you know, you say, ah, oh, and then um, the sidekick to Doc uh, Har- Hopper, you know, he's like, ah, you know, you think Kermit just got smushed to smithereens, and then you see him pull away, and it's just the bike mangled there. <laughs> and he's like, ah, oh, and the fr- Kermit's sitting on top of the one of the machines, and he's like, Oh, you're alive? He's like, yeah, frogs can jump. <laughs> if frogs couldn't hop, I'd be gone with the Schwinn. <laughs> gone with the Schwinn. <laughs> I was, it's just the one-liners like that. I was like, he just throws little stuff in there and, and Fozzie's good at too. But sometimes during this movie, you'll find out that they actually talk. They break the fourth wall barrier or whatever, if you will. And they actually talk to the, talk to the audience. Yeah. And there's a scene coming up in this movie, if you're watching, uh, that's just hilarious. So... So the bicycle and uh now Kermit finally makes his way to the El Slizo bar. <laughs> so <laughs> Kermit walks up and next thing you see, you see this guy get thrown out of the of the bar and into the into the trash right and he's like ah oh. he's like man he's like yeah, talk. the guys like these are some of the most roughest re- people red I've ever roughnecks I've ever ran into and Kermit goes well maybe you should tell the owner he's like I am the owner <laughs> <laughs> And, and did you notice all the patrons are like
2: different, different dress? You have a cowboy, and then you have like an Orthodox Jew. You I think a sailor, sailor. Uh, you have. Uh, uh, was there a, a like a a ninja or some kind of? I, I don't Jap- know what he was. Guy in Japanese. Yeah. I mean, just like just kind of random people, just
0: all at this one location. Well, it wouldn't be the El Sleazo if not, I guess. Right? So. Uh, So, Kermit's making his way through there, you know, and next thing you know, uh, there's like, okay, now for the comedy of the night, <laughs> Fozzie Bear. <laughs> so, Fozzie comes waka, 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 he comes out, and he just, <laughs> he's just so bad. I mean, he's so bad. I can't even remember one of the jokes he says, but it's so bad. The people are mad. Um, oh, he goes, remember when he goes, well, you heard the one about the sailor, and <laughs> the sailor stays up and what would you say? What's oh. wrong with the sailors or whatever? He <laughs> was oh, like, oh, nothing. They're really good people.
2: <laughs> or was it the, uh, he says something about the the fat guy or something.
0: But <laughs> you <laughs> hear about the fat sailor, I think, is what he said. Oh, yeah. He's like, what, what, what about <laughs> him? Oh, he's one of the nicest, sweetest persons I've ever met or <laughs> So he, his comedy's already going out. So, uh, Kermit, you know, the fans are just hating. So, uh, Kermit goes over to the, uh piano guy says, hey, can you play something a little jazzy or whatever? So, (laughs) Kermit gets up there with Fozzie, and he's like, hey, he's like, you need to dance. He's like, but I do comedy. I don't know how to dance. He's like, just move your feet like this. So, he starts dancing, you know. (laughs) And this is significant because this is the first time that the full body of a muppet has ever been seen on on a movie, period. And uh, you see uh, Doc Hopper and his sidekick um, peering through the window, and he's like, oh, you know, and he gets his little binoculars out, and he sees the frog legs dancing, and Hopper's just like, oh, I gotta have this. So, um, this uh, insinuate uh, starts a riot in, in the bar or at this El Salizo Cafe and <laughs> they, they, Posse you know they just grab him and there's the uh, Kermit you know it is so then they take Kermit you remember they throw him and he hand, it lands on the uh, ceiling fan oh, and yeah. he's and the barkeeper keeper turns it up to full speed and he's like woo, 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 and he goes flying into the piano uh, so um Fozzie goes, Hey, is it Fozzie or Kermit? And one of them goes, Hey, there's drinks on the house. Yeah, Fozzie. Fozzie's like, Hey, there's (laughs) drinks on the house. Somebody's like, Oh, let's go. So they all just, everybody clears out. And the next thing you see, all the patrons are on top of the, Where's the drinks? (laughs) They're all standing. So they end up leaving. That's how they get out of the El Sleezo situation. And uh, they go to Fozzie's car. (laughs) As they're sitting there, Doc Hopper and him pull up, right? And so. He's like, hey, Mr. Frog. He's like, I've heard a lot about you. You know, my sidekicks told me a lot of stuff about you. He's like, step out here. I want you to see something. So he shows him on TV and it shows this commercial for Doc Hopper's Frog Legs. And the outfit he is wearing is just atrocious. Oh. I mean, it looks so <laughs> terrible. And it's like one of the worst commercials you ever see. But he's famous for Frog Legs and he wants Kermit to be the spokesperson for his company, which what better way to do it than with Kermit the Frog, which you'll see in a little bit when he has him on a billboard. Um, so he breaks Fozzie over there, and Kermit goes, he's like, what do you think? He's like, don't you think that? He's like, all I can think about is the little frogs on little crutches. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 Kermit's thinking about all his little friends on crutches, <laughs> and I'm cracking up here. Because, uh, you know, uh, this is so funny. I'm, this, is, this movie is hilarious. I, if you haven't seen it, please. You have to watch it. I'm <laughs> pleading with you to watch this movie because I can't do it. justice just talking about it. So do you have anything to throw in so far? Um, not at this point. Okay. So Cameron's like, nah, no, thank you. And so come on, Fozzie. Let's go. So Cameron and Fozzie, they get in the car and they take off. And, uh, Doc Hopper's like, um, what was the sidekick's name? Uh, he says, um, man, I forgot what I did with him. He says, Hey, after the frog, a bear and the frog, so they take off. He's like, hey, he goes back with me in the car, so he gets in the car they take off. So, so now you have the one of the famous songs of the, the movie, uh, Moving Right Along, and it's Fozzie driving the car, and you have Kermit beside him, and they're going across country. They're tr- going to L.A. as yeah. planned, and um, some facts about this is they had a couple different Studebakers. Um <laughs> When, uh, well, people don't realize this, the Fozzie puppeteer. There was two people controlling Fozzie, and there was only one person controlling uh, Kermit. So when Fozzie is driving, the puppeteer is the puppeteers are actually controlling Fozzie. He is not driving. They actually have somebody in the trunk of the car <laughs> with a television screen uh, driving from the from the rear of the car. And I read once that. The television screen went out, so they were doing it by walkie-talkie into the awesome. guy. Like, just keep it to a little to little left, turn right, turn the right. So they're driving, you know, they're going along, they're seeing him moving right along, you know, searching good times. So they, there's one part they pull up, and it's Big Bird walking down the road oh. from Sesame Street. <laughs> it's Big Bird. And you're like, Big Bird. And he's like, uh, Hey, you need a lift? And I'm like, One, well, how's Big Bird going to fit in this car <laughs> if they do pick him up, right? He's like, Nah, he's like, I'm trying to make my way. Make it big in public television. Public television. So So it's like all right, well good luck. You know, you just see you see Big Bird walk on and then
2: And that's and just to interject there that the those uh puppets, uh the Sesame Street Muppets are also they're also Jim Henson. Yeah, Jim Henson created a whole He created all those too, yeah. Right. Which I mean Kermit uh well actually was on the He was on Sesame Street, Street, right?
0: so. So I mean you think you think uh Sesame Street's been around forever so, I mean, you're thinking Oscar the Grouch, you're thinking Grover, you're thinking Big Bert and Ernie, um, a lot of those. Um, so, so then they're sitting along and they come to a fork in the road. Oh, there's a little, <laughs> little fork. fork in. Like a six foot fork sticking in the road, right? So, so they're driving along and then you see this billboard and they slow down and pull over and it's a big old frog leg billboard and it has Kermit's face on the bucket of frog legs <laughs> or whatever. And Doc Hopper and his sidekick are there again. Hey, see? Caught your attention. Yeah, Max. That's his name. And he's like, caught your attention, you know, blah, blah, blah. And uh, Basically, Kermit's like, I said no. They take off again. And uh, Max goes, I don't think we should be doing this, boss. He doesn't want to do it, you know. He's like, I'll double your percent of the company or or whatever. And he's like, okay, I'll get the door for you or whatever. (laughs) So they take off. So the next thing you see is... Well, just one thing. Yeah,
2: if you it. look at the lyrics of that song, you realize how lost Fozzie gets him yeah. because he's talking about uh, being. A, they just left Rhode Island. There's, and then uh, what was it Saskatchewan?
0: Saskatchewan, in Canada. You see then, the Mountie on the <laughs> horse, and you're like, where are they even? Where are they even? I've at? never
2: seen the sunset in the yeah. west. It's like what? or sun, sun, sunrise in the west. I'm right. like...
0: And and you're like okay, so if Kermit started from the swamps, which is probably what would you hey, say, He started Louisiana, Louisiana, yeah. So, and they're trying to get to L.A. If he's in Rhode Island and then he's in Canada, and you're like, I, it's just, I mean,
2: I don't know what to say. I mean, at one part he he's got the map in front of him and he just yeah, him and Kermit, he Kermit's
0: Kermit's got the map in the passenger seat and. And uh, Fozzie thinks I was like, yeah, yeah, we can follow it. The- Why can't we follow this blue line? He's like, uh, Fozzie, that's a river. <laughs> and they keep talking. He's like, and Kermit's like, Fozzie? He's like, yeah. He's like, who's driving the car? But it's funny is through all this, Kermit doesn't get mad or anything. He no, just, he's just, he's just, he's just, I mean, we've all been on those road trips, you know, especially before you had GPS All that We had to get the maps out. You take a yellow highlighter, yeah. <laughs> highlight it. And then if you had a detour, a roadblock or something, you were just, and you know what I mean, taking these little country roads or whatever. Yeah,
2: kids, uh, maps are, before we had GPS, we had paper that showed where to go from one place to yeah.
0: I'm talking about even before you had MapQuest, where you could even print out the directions before, which was before GPS. I'm talking about the old fashioned, pull out the atlas, that would fold out. <laughs> that's what yeah. That's what he has. It was like eight foot long or whatever. Yeah. So, uh, Fozzie and him, you know, they pull over to this church So they go into the the church. (laughs) and You hear, uh, you got Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem in there playing. That's where you meet him, you meet Janice, uh, you meet Animal, you meet Scooter or Skeeter. One of them was from up Is it Scooter or Skeeter?
2: Scooter. Isn't Skeeter the cousin or his sister? Something
0: like that. Um, but only one of them is in this movie. Yeah. And, uh, they were turning the church into a cafe, uh, uh, coffee bar or or coffee, coffee house or something. Yeah. So um, Fozzie and in, they're like, hey, what are you guys doing here? And Fozzie goes, well, and he's like, we started off with Kermit here in the swamp, <laughs> you know, <he'd> be <laughs> strumming on a banjo. And this guy pulls up at a boat. And Kermit's like, guys, or he's like, Fozzie, he's like, what? He's like, you're going to board the audience. <laughs> And Fozzie looks at the camera and goes, oh, sorry. He's like, just <laughs> hand him the script. So he takes the Muppet movie script and he hands it to Dr. Dean. So he starts reading, you know. And some time passes by, you know. And uh, next thing you know, you see uh, Kermit and Fozzie are asleep. And they come and wake him up. Uh, yeah, they're sleeping
2: the whole time. They're going yeah. through the script. But,
0: but during this time, they have painted... <laughs> <laughs> Fozzie and Kermit, Fozzie Studebaker, to the most outrageous thing you could think of. It had like, it looked like a rainbow with bubbles and sky blue and yellow yeah. and all that.
2: Kind of like a tie dye shirt. Or- yeah,
0: yeah, it was really colorful. So we get there. Um, and what,
2: what, what does Kermit say? He's like, Fozzie says, I don't know how to thank you as they're leaving. And then Kermit says,
0: I don't know why to thank you. <laughs> Yeah, just another one of those one liners uh, that he throws in there. So uh, they take off again uh, from the church. They say their goodbyes. And next thing you see, you've got Doc Hopper and him following them again. And the funniest thing is, they are like right on their tail. And Kermit goes, Fozzie, he said, pull him from that billboard up ahead. <laughs> so they just take the student and they pull right into the billboard. And it, where they pull it in, it's like a coca Cola. Uh, billboard, and it lines up perfectly with their car. (laughs) Of all the colors, it lines up perfectly. They park it right there, they duck down, and the car goes by them, right? So, that's another way they escaped them once again. So, um, next thing you see, as you see, see Gonzo the Great, the Great Gonzo in his traveling uh, thing. Um, And uh, what happens, Dwayne, when, um, what causes Gonzo to wreck Do you remember? Or uh, them to wreck. They're
2: going at each other straight head on. And then all of a sudden he says, well, we missed them. And then he looks up and Gonzo says, no, you didn't. I'm right up here or something. (laughs)
0: Yeah, he's like upside down on top of the car or something. (laughs) Yeah, I can't remember why they crashed, though. I can't remember if Gonzo was falling asleep or Camilla or uh, something. Man, I got to remember what happened. Anyway, so now they need a new car. Yeah and they pull into this car lot and sweetums is there and if you don't know who sweetums is he's this big gigantic one of the biggest muppets and he kind of reminds me of the noble romans monster if you guys know what noble romans pizza is they used to have a uh uh, what do you call him mascot yeah mascot and he kind of looks like he kind of looks like that that's what i think of him as. and he always talks like this hey guys you know and just real jolly, and every time he walks, like the whole camera shakes. Coon, coon, coon. But they want to buy a new car.
2: Yeah, and the, uh, Milton Burles the uh, car salesman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. he says if it's a pr- the price is what 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 is what is on the the thing sticker is what the price I'm going to sell it at, right? It's... And good old Sweetums. <laughs> <laughs> he kills a fly, and it puts a period right between the. The car's marked at one thousand one hundred ninety-five dollars, and the fly makes it eleven $1, ninety-five. Yeah, so <laughs>
0: he's like, "We'll take that one." He's like, "But, but he's like, hey, you said the sticker price is the sticker price or whatever." And
2: Fozzie says, "Well, we should get a nickel change." <laughs>
0: <laughs> and they they tell him they tell Sweetums, "I say, hey, we're going to uh, Hollywood. You should come along with us. You know what I mean?" So they, they're like, "Oh, I guess they didn't come." So they take off, and next thing he's like. Guys, Sweden's got his Guys, <laughs> I'm coming with you. You know, he's running down after him. So we get there, and then we end up in, um, I forget the name of the city, but they're at a beauty pageant at yeah. this carnival. And this is where you get introduced to Miss Piggy. Um, <laughs> again, there's a lot of famous people in this scene. You got Richard Pryor with the balloons. You got Steve Martin with the ice cream. Uh, or not Steve Martin. Um, Bob Hope. Bob Hope with the ice cream. So there's a lot of different... Um, and you remember the flavors of ice cream? Yeah.
2: Uh, honey and... for Honey for Fozzie. And then was it Fly
0: something? Fly fly, f- meant fly or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it was like... Yeah. So we get going and uh, they start naming off the uh, winners of the pageant. Or who's going to be the winner. They start naming off by the places. You know, like fifth place or eighth place or whatever. Fourth place. But, and they go, and this year's winner's of the beauty pageant is Miss Piggy ah oh, she comes running out you know and she's up there oh, thank you thank you and then she looks over and her eyes just meet Kermit and it's like love at first sight, you know she's like Pff, you know and I think that's where she busts out into a song the uh never before never again I think never before <laughs> right uh and that uh song uh was originally going to be sung by Johnny Mathis uh, but the uh the people that the directors and stuff they didn't find it as funny as frank oz's version so they, i mean can you see yoda singing i mean <laughs> you know, it's just funny um so a lot of a lot of crazy stuff happens at the fair a lot of famous people um you know the ice cream um and then there's richard priors <laughs> selling balloons right <laughs> So next thing you know, he sells Gonzo a bunch of balloons or whatever. Yeah,
2: Gonzo just wants one. What? He can't decide whether red or green. He says, "Well, why don't you get both?"
0: Of, yeah, he got one of each, or whatever. remember. <laughs> and next thing you know, Kurt, you see Gonzo, and he's just taking <laughs> off in the air because like,
2: he's <laughs> like he's up from Carl from up. He's just flying yeah, in the air.
0: He's flying around, you know, because he doesn't weigh anything. So he's and you know, Camille's like, bah, bah, you know. <laughs> so now you've got. They're like, uh, Kermit's like, Fozzie, we got to go get him. So you got Fozzie, you got Kermit, you got Piggy, and you got Camilla all in this car chasing him down, right? And, you know, you see him up there and he he gets caught in (laughs) the crosswind, so they're going (laughs) back and forth. And yes, once again, now we have Doc Hopper again. And this time he's got a gun. And uh, Max is like, what are you doing? He's like, just just slow down or, you know, keep it steady so I can shoot him. Well, Fozzie, you know, they end up doing something and they end up crashing into this big old billboard with a gigantic pie on it and the pie launches and hits doc hopper and all of them and uh when it hits them the gun goes off hits the balloons i think there's two balloons left and gonzo lands on the roof of the car and kermit tells fozzie to punch it <laughs> i mean just some of the most um radical crazy things that could happen in a movie unbelievable these things happen I mean, like, who has a gigantic pie that's up there? And, you know what I mean? It's just hilarious. Uh, you got anything to add so far? Um, well, just
2: I don't know if you noticed when the Bob Hope scene, but they played, like, Thanks for the Memory, his, uh, uh, his um, theme song. They played it on the little bells. Yeah. It was kind of cool.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that. Um, so, like I said, the uh, car change. Now we go to a restaurant. <laughs> At this restaurant, you know, Piggy and Kermit are out on a date, if you will. And Steve Martin <laughs> comes up to him. And uh, he's got like the, um, would you like to, s- he's got, he's like, waiter, the wine. And Steve Martin's like, oh, the wine, you know. And he's like, pops it over. Would you like to smell the quarter?
2: Oh, it's a bottle cap. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: so, you know, uh, there's something happens and i remember him like slamming it down because it was like a the 85 cent wine or oh, yeah.
2: 79 cents yes yeah. yeah. uh, steve he asked steve martin to to taste it and he tastes it and spits it out and yeah it, and
0: slams it down on the table and, yeah. I, was,
2: and he puts straws in it
0: <laughs> yeah so um at this moment you can tell kermit and piggy are starting to fall in love and they're sitting there talking and they're getting closer and they're getting closer and then something happened and piggy ends up Going to the she gets a remote. phone call. Uh, uh, yeah, Steve phone. Bart
2: says, "Are you Miss Piggy?" and got a phone call.
0: Right, so she gets up on the table, and so Kermit's sitting there all by himself. And this is where you meet Ralph the dog. Uh, yeah, and he's like, "What's wrong?" Uh, he's like, "You're looking a little green." <laughs> he's like, "Women trouble?" He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Ah, me too." He's like, "You know, you can't live with him. You can't live without him." He's yeah. like. Uh, so they they go, basically, Piggy's been kidnapped at this point. Yeah. Uh, you don't really realize that until a little bit later. But So you're sitting there, and then you have a famous song with Ralph and Kermit. And they are singing, um, uh, so I hope that something better comes along. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it just, you know, a lot of these movies, or a lot of these songs in this movie... They have longer versions for, like, the recordings that they do, but due to time constraints, they had to cut them down. So there's a lot of stuff there. And um, as you see, Ralphie's playing on the uh, synthesizer or whatever, you know what I mean? And uh, it's just hilarious. Uh, I mean, a dog playing a piano.
2: (laughs) And just just some of these lines are just so clever. I mean, it's... um, It's... It's it's uh, I mean it's just the way they pull it off is, is is hilarious.
0: Oh yeah, and it's and it's not nothing crazy. I mean it's just
2: it's just funny. You know what I mean? And it's like there's one part where uh, Ralph says, uh, uh, "Uh, he takes himself for a walk."
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't think I've ever laughed as long and as hard as the podcast in one of our episodes as this one because this movie just makes you, it's a it's a feel good movie. Yeah. It makes you laugh. Um, so Piggy's been kidnapped, and you come to find out that uh, basically Kermit gets kidnapped too, and they get tied to a pole. <laughs> well,
2: I think it's it's funny. Kermit walks out, and he's surrounded by uh, Doc Hopper's men with the guns, and he says, uh, "Are you the guys I'm supposed to see?" <laughs> when he, yeah.
0: <laughs> So, and like right before we started this, I said, hey, watch this. So, so you got Mel Brooks, who's the evil doctor, and he's going to scramble, scram, what's it called? The scramble-nator or what? He's going to scramble oh, his man. brains or whatever. And they got Piggy and Kermit tied to this pole. And P- uh, Piggy says, I don't know what we're going to do. And Kermit's like, yeah, and Kermit's like, just give me one second. I'll, I'll get out of this or whatever." He's like, oh. <laughs> you just shake it back and forth real fast. And then you see, you go. <laughs> so... so <laughs> uh, it just, they take him and they stick him with that chair or whatever. They put the, the helmet on him and it comes down over his eyeballs. You know, I mean, the scramblator. <laughs> and uh, so Mel Brooks is like, um, I forget his, I forget who Mel Brooks played. He's the, the Dr. Max or Killerman or Max something. And uh, so oh, there's Max Craftsman, Craftsman. Professor Yeah,
2: Max Craftsman.
0: So he's like, so Doc Hopper and him are talking like, so when we do this, is he going to remember anything? He's like, no, he'll forget basically everything. It's just going to be a regular ribbit, ribbit frog, you know. What big I mean? guacamole. Yep, big guacamole. So now I don't remember um, what happened. How does Piggy uh, get out of her robes? Does she loosen them? I'm trying to remember. I don't. She. Uh, she just. I, I think yes. Yeah, somehow she breaks them or something because they say something to her, don't they? The guys. And she's like, oh, and she's,
2: she <laughs> does that, you know, that thing she does in, in most of the movies, where she has this one scene where she just goes haywire, crazy, and just, just starts karate chopping everybody. Yeah,
0: but th- in this one, I think she breaks out of, and then she goes up to the top member, and then, like I yeah. think we lost her. <laughs> she jumps, <"Whoa!"> she <laughs> jumps off the top of the balcony, on top of him, and starts biting him. Well, at this point, uh, uh, the pr- the professor, he's like, I must pull the switch, you know, because he's getting ready to pull the switch on kermit's thing and next thing you know uh piggy's like oh it hits him and basically you know kermit breaks out and uh he lands in the thing and the thing falls on his head and it starts scrambling his brain and he's like go ribbit ribbit he falls over (laughs) (laughs) just uh, (laughs) classic Mel brooks man i mean uh so there's i mean i don't want to give too much away because that's a a pivotal part of the movie that you need to watch and i i got to refresh myself by doing I started watching this. I got to uh, about this part, and I had to stop, you know, for other reasons. But uh, I've seen it so many times. It's just a, some of sometimes the facts or yeah. things. I know you've watched it more recent.
2: But the scene, is, the way the scene is, it's just hilarious because she gets a call from her agent, and then she says to Kermit, "Well, goodbye." Yeah. <laughs> so after all this, this, all this stuff, the 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 free Kermit, she just. The sleeves up. Yeah, she's like, "I'm out." Just a
0: goodbye. Yep. So then, um, we get to um, we get to Hollywood. No, 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 no. We get to. I think is it is, is it, this it, the desert party? Did we? Skip well, them? it's before. It's when the uh, film they're in the screening. Oh, room, the, the film. film starts. Yeah, that's what I have here. The film, the film, the film. You're sitting there watching, it, and all of a sudden. You see Kermit on the screen, the next thing the the film just like starts melting. <laughs> and they're just like you see the Swedish up there's like the film's just starting go, flip flop. Like he's saying that it broke, it's just going. So, you know, they they, they started working, everybody's like, Oh, animal's like, Oh, where are we eat? he's like, Eat another cushion, <laughs> you know, so the animal starts eating another cushion. And then uh up at the top, you know, finally the, uh, the Swedish uh, chefs like the film is okey dokie, So they <laughs> finally get it going again. Uh, but was there any other thing in that
2: scene? There was a... Oh, Statler and Walter, if I like their they're banter, this, how do you like the film? I've seen the turgeon have a better film, leave a better <laughs> film.
0: <laughs> I mean, there was um One thing... Um, when you if you look closely when you've seen piggy jump off the balcony i forgot to say this when you've seen piggy jump off the balcony you can't see a black glove throwing her off so it's like one of the puppeteers you know that they would wear black or whatever they actually kept uh, caught it um also um what people don't realize that statler and waldorf they were going to have a running gag throughout the whole film too i mean just the little bit you got was great but can you imagine the more Statler and Waldorf? yeah
2: now, now, do you know how that where their names originate from? No. Okay, Statler and Waldorf—they're uh, named after uh, two famous hotels in uh, in uh, New York City. Or the—is uh, uh, it the Statler Hilton or Hilton Statler? And the others, the Waldorf or Astoria, which uh, they're, they're both uh, pretty famous um, hotels in New York City, and that's. Where they got their names from, so.
0: The the stuff that he came up with, just how to yeah. name them and stuff, you know what I mean? Jim Henson was fantastic. I know we talked a little bit earlier about how the Muppets uh, came to be. There was something about Rockefeller Center or, or something, maybe some of the murals that he painted for, was it the Saturday Night Live movie. There was,
2: I think the first, they were in the first season, they were, um, um, yeah, I don't think it really went well, and so they kind of got their, they kind of moved off to their own show, but, uh. They were part of that first season. I, I do know uh, Kermit would make some some appearances in those early years. So
0: right. Um, so now the film comes back on, and we have um, the desert scene. Well, I think. Well, I, they're in a car first, aren't they? Actually,
2: there's a, a, a Fonzie singing America. Oh yeah, the uh, yeah. What was? And I forget what he said. The the. Uh, Oh, patriotism patriotism swirls in the heart of the American bear.
0: (laughs) Right, but but, so they're in their car, still going around around the desert. I'm I'm guessing Arizona or somewhere at this time. And you see Piggy on the side of the road. (laughs) Uh, So they had a Piggy. I forget what happened to Piggy. um, I don't know if her agent dumped her or she didn't get the part or whatever. And... um, so now we come back to, uh, they're out the desert. Uh, does the car break down? The car breaks down. I
2: think uh, oh, somebody says, oh, someone somebody come along eventually. I know.
0: And they're like, how do you know that, right? And that
2: the, yeah, and then and they're, like, they're, they shows a scene of just the day going into night, and they're um, <laughs> waiting for somebody to show up.
0: So they build a campfire, and they're out there, and... Gonzo gives one of this is one of the better songs on the thing and it's called I'm Going to Go Back There Someday which was um, Jim Henson's favorite um, song that was done um, and it was uh, said to even be played at his funeral which um, wow you know I mean Uh, if you've listened to that song it's really good Um, because I think uh, there's also a shooting star during this time And the the way they got that was the shooting star was a Christmas light pulled across the set real fast, (laughs) so it looked like a shooting star. So I thought that was great. You know, it's just all the little tricks of the trade that they do. I mean, you got all these high tech puppets, you know, Muppets and puppets, and they use a Christmas tree light (laughs) Um, if it works, right? So eventually, along comes, yes, you guessed it, the Doctor Teeth and the Electric Electric Man in their (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> newly painted bus, and uh, it, the bus looks just as crazy as Fozzie Studebaker did. Um, so, um, they end up getting them, uh, get them on the bus, they get going again. Uh, so and now, they,
2: they asked them, How'd you find us? The screenplay, we, yeah, <laughs> they saw <started> the screenplay. <laughs>
0: I mean, uh, so they end up going to, um, coming across, like, a a town, like a deserted town. Yeah. And uh, Kermit's like, everybody stay here. I'm going to go look around, you know, ask for directions, whatever. And animals, (laughs) you know, they're like, he's like, hey, I need to take animal for a walk. (laughs) He's like, yeah, yeah, okay, just don't get lost or whatever. Don't let him off his leash, whatever. So Kermit walks into this, kind of has the saloon doors or whatever, you know, walks in there, and he ends up meeting um Bunsen, Dr. Bunsen, Honeydew, and Beaker. (laughs) Me, 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 me. So, um, you know, sometimes my daughter, when she gets mad at me, she'll go, me, 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 me. me." (laughs) I was like, really? You know, just kind of mocking you. Me, me, me. (laughs) So, uh, this is, uh, so he's in there talking, and you see, Animal (laughs) ends up eating a whole jar of Instagram pills. (laughs) I don't think he ever got him to work or something. Did he remember uh, B- uh, Beaker or Bunsen and Beaker didn't ever got it to work? Did they? I, I thought I would seen something about that. But so they're in there talking. And next thing you know, Hopper and uh, the, 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 the bounty hunter that – because during this time he had hired a bounty hunter that specialized in killing frogs. <laughs> yeah. So um, him, uh, the hunter, uh, Max, and all the other people that were uh, with Hopper there – and you see Kermit walk out of there, and he's got the old cowboy uh, stirrups on, <laughs> you know, and, and uh, he walks out. So you got this showdown going on. And here comes all the Muppets out of the band or whatever. They're all standing behind uh, uh, next to Kermit and all that. And Hopper's like, I'm going to have to kill you all. You know, all I want the frog. Um, so you're sitting there going, ooh, what's going to happen? You know, Kermit is about to just be mowed down by this guy. He's an expert frog killer. And the next thing you know, the ground starts (laughs) rumbling, (laughs) and out of the building comes Animal. This gigantic animal, uh, he has swallowed all these pills, and his head comes out of the building, and they're like, whoa, you know, and Doc Hopper and I'm like, whoa, what's going on here? You know, they all get scared, they all start running, you know, Max is like, yeah, because he's secretly rooting for the Muppets, Uh, but... Uh, one thing I read was Henson refused to use a puppet on a, a regular miniature set for animal scene instead they made a 60 foot animal head see I, I wonder if that's still around If <laughs> that's got to be somewhere uh, 60 foot uh, animal head uh, so basically uh, animal has saved the day uh, Doc uh, Hopper has finally just given up he's not you know if they got something that big, they could probably pull it out anytime they want. You know what Because I mean? he had never seen Animal before uh, because they were never intertwined past. Um, so, anything to add right there yet? Um, no. He's like, eh, no. Everything I got is already there. Okay. So, another thing is this is the first time that Kermit and Piggy are married on screen. Uh, you see that somewhere in the movie. I think twice. I think once... Uh, is Darren her singing the dream sequence? The dream sequence. Um, so now we come to the, towards the end of the film where they bust into the <laughs> they bust they there. Well, first they make it to Hollywood, and they're going around looking at all the different landmarks, the Hollywood sign, yeah. and all that. And uh, they end up going into the secretary. Uh, I forget the guy's name, Lou Lord. Lord, yeah, and uh, which is Orson Welles, and they they were like uh, they bust in there and. The secretary's uh the young Cloris Leechman. Yeah. Uh Cloris Leechman. And they're like well she's she's like Hey, uh he's like, Yeah, we're gonna go in and see Lord. And she's like, Hey, we don't let animals in here and he's like, Ah, animal. You're gonna have to leave whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we're not thinking that they're all animals, you know what I mean? So uh if you wanna take it from here. Yeah, and they um so they go and um
2: uh, he takes. He tells Orson Welles. He says, "This uh, character, Lou Lord. It says we've come to be rich and famous." And Lou Lord says, "Well, uh, prepare the normal rich and famous contract." <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, just. I mean, it's it's just kind of funny how easy it is. It just they show up, and they're uh, they're being making a movie. The
0: next scene, right now, um, what was it about the Pat dander? Remember. Was this the scene where they go in there and they do all the pet dander and he starts sneezing? I don't. Know. Oh, that might be in a different. I thought it was in this movie where they go in there and, and they were going to send him away, and they all start rolling around or shaking and what, and all the pet dander because so He keeps starts sneezing, and they sign the contract or whatever. I can't remember. I get my Muppet movies mixed up sometimes. You know, especially towards the end. I think no, there but... may have been
2: something. I, I didn't write it down.
0: Well, Dwayne, sorry, he had one job. No, I
2: should have wrote. She's should have written two. everything
0: down. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're not as young as you used to be. Um, so they end up making, the, <laughs> they go to the studio, right? Yeah. And you're watching them make the movie of the movie yeah, that you're watching. They <laughs> that got all
2: these, these backdrops and scenes from the movie you just watched.
0: It shows the swamp, it shows the uh, church and the electric mayhem. You know, it shows different stuff throughout that. Um, one thing that is really cool, um, the Rainbow Connection ends this movie too. It starts the movie and it mm-hmm. ends the movie. And uh, like I showed you right before we sit down to record, at the end of this movie, it, there's a rainbow that's shining through onto this big gigantic, I'll say pit, I don't want think that's right, but uh, of, of Muppets. And at the time, there was 250 Muppet characters that had been created up uh, to that point. And they were all in the closing scene of the Rainbow Connection um, that is that Jim Hinton created. So you had Big Bird's in there, remember? Uh, Bert and Ernie's in there, Grover. A lot of the uh, Sesame Street Muppets are in there. All the Muppets are in there. Um, it was just really, I mean, since then there's been more created. But just to see all those back then yeah. was really cool. Um, double check, see if there's, any, if there's anything you want to throw in real quick. Um one thing I did notice is that um since this movie had a lot of the celebrities there were several celebrities who were scheduled to do cameos had to drop out due to scheduling conflicts and others were brought in the writer David O'Dell was hired to rewrite the script and make each new cameo fit hmm. his work on this movie led Jim Henson to offer O'Dell the job of writing the screenplay, screenplay for The Dark Crystal in 1982 hmm. which I thought was really good um Oh, by the way, uh, with the, I'm going to go back there someday. The Jim Henson one was his favorite. The Gonzo performer David Goals performed it at his memorial service. Hmm. So I thought that was really uh, fantastic. Um, we already uh, uh, The Dancing Kermit and Fozzie Bear were operated by Jim Henson and Frank Oz in front of a blue screen. And they were all composited onto a separate reel on the stage. So that's how they got that to work. I'm just going over a few notes that I might have went uh, missed. <laughs> This is funny. I'll probably put it on the Facebook page. But a 2017 Nespresso commercial features George Clooney hitching rides with Kermit and Fozzie, uh, Janet Lee and Psycho from 1960, with Burt Reynolds and Smokey and the Bandit in 1977, <laughs> with John Candy and Planes, Trains, and Automobiles in 1987, as well as riding Peter Fonda's motorcycle from Easy Rider in 1969, and the uh, horse from Sea Biscuit in 2003. <laughs> um if I can find, I'll put it on there. It's pretty funny because yeah. some of those movies we've already covered on the podcast, and just to see you know Lee driving him sitting in the back seat or whatever, <laughs> it's pretty classy. Um, other than that, uh, Dwayne, I think we've pretty much done a summary. So go ahead and give us your thoughts on this movie.
2: This is this is I mean it's just a joy to watch something like this. I, this has probably been. 30 years since I've seen this, and it just is like a new movie. It's just, uh, um, I, I, and I think I, when The Muppets is, is far, firing all, all cylinders, it's a movie that you can watch with kids, uh, and they'll enjoy it on their level, and then adults will enjoy it on another level. You, you, the, the kids will enjoy, you know, the, the, um, uh, stunts and the the crashes and the animal and all that all the crazy mayhem while the adults will enjoy kind of that those that the witty writing that's that's throughout and that's i think i i, I just think the muppets are a treasure and I, I i hope that in the next few years that disney really uh is able to um uh, get them back in the public spot. Like I think the 2011 movie was excellent, uh, and I think there've been some some difficulties over the f- last few years. Uh, but uh, hopefully, maybe with this Disney Plus, they can find a new way for uh, the Muppets to reach a new audience
0: and maybe create some new content yeah. for them too. And I, I think that the, the the biggest thing with the, the, the
2: last 2016 series, I don't think it really appealed to kids.
0: Right? They try to make Just, it too too grown up I,
2: I and I, I think for the Muppets to work it has to appeal to both the kids and the adults and right. I think um, I think that's what the uh, I mean this movie does uh, I mean throughout it just um, you can you, you watch it as a kid but now you're seeing it 30 years later it's a it's a different movie but it's it's still a joy to watch and right. that's that's fantastic um,
0: like I said this is some of the f- first memories i have of when i was a kid that i can remember um i even remember um the muppet christmas carol i do believe that where um hardy's had the little stuffed animals you could get of like kermit and uh Fozzie and piggy you know um, i remember getting those um the thing about the muppets is no matter they, they touch all genres i mean they've done muppets from in space They've done Muppet Treasure Island. They've done A Muppet Christmas Carol. They did um, The Muppet... Uh, was it The Great Caper or whatever? The, um, the, they did... Uh, yes. They did A Wizard of Oswald.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, you know what I mean? So the, so they try to... Then then they what they... Tr- the thing where they miss out on, I think, is they try to force the cameos in now um, with different genres and different actors and actresses. And just... It kind of gets lost. Because back then when they did it, it, it worked, and they weren't long. They were just in and out. You know what I mean? Just in mm-hmm. and out, um, like a lot of the great movies, um, cameos. They're just a, they're just a blur, and they're gone. Um, when you have a a, a story that's well written, um, well balanced, a national treasure. I mean, the Muppets are a national treasure, and everybody should be thankful to, that we have something like this. You know, what I mean, to share with your families and all that. So. Um, tell us what you think. If you liked the Muppet movie, if you didn't like the Muppets, well, I'm sorry, but I do. <laughs> uh, and, and if you get a chance, um,
2: at Disney Hollywood Studios, they have the uh, Muppet 3D um, uh, in the uh, part, of, if you go near where the new Galaxy's Edge Star Wars thing is. And that that was the last Muppets thing that uh, Jim Henson did before he passed away. And mm-hmm. it is fantastic. I I I mean, I... Hope it'll be there for a while, but if you if you're down there, just make sure you catch it because it is it's it's what the Muppets should be. So,
0: and not only that, but the soundtrack for this is really good. Yeah, I mean, the Rainbow Connection, outstanding. Uh, I'm going to go back there someday. The Jim H- that was Jim Henson's favorite. The Muppets, uh, Miss Piggy, Never Before, Never Again. Um, the Ralph and Kermit singing about the yeah. women. Fantastic, electric mayhem, little crazy at times, you know. And that moving, moving right moving along. Right
2: that's that's a earworm. Once you get that stuck in your head, it's hard to get out.
0: <laughs> and you'll be tapping your feet, you'll be bobbing your head. You know what I mean? So, um, this is a great movie. You can watch it with your kids uh, and enjoy it. I'm, me and Dwayne were just sitting here. We watched a few clips, you know, showing some stuff. And we were just cracking up. I didn't know if we were going to be able to record because we were just sitting here cracking up. And then I pulled up some Statler and Waldorf thing on YouTube. It was 37 minutes long and like <laughs> eight minutes. And I was like, man, we got to turn this off. Or we're not going to get this done tonight.
2: So, it really wants, It makes me want to get get out those uh, Muppet Show DVDs and crank those out.
0: Uh, if you've never seen the Muppet Show, that had a lot of guests on it. Yeah. Um, you're talking like John Denver. Um, uh, what was it? Roy Rogers uh, that we seen. Uh, on the Statler and or Waldorf when they were sitting, uh, yeah, the they were talking, about <laughs> they that. were just talking about all kinds of stuff. So, um, well, um, I think this episode's coming to a close. If you want to reach out to us at the at gmail.com, um, also, uh, you can be on our Facebook group, mm-hmm. the Tragedy of Cinema Podcast uh, f- uh, Facebook group. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, uh, leave us a review. Think that's coming to a close and don't forget i believe tomorrow well the next time me and terrence record we will be doing tombstone um i just finished watching that again last night for the first time in probably 20 years or so uh so fresh on my mind wrote down a lot of notes so be prepared for that that should be coming soon but we wanted to want to get a little something else out there and Dwayne likes to come on uh, we sit down and hash something out so uh, he'll probably be a recurring guest, you know, throughout the year. Is that the one about the frozen pizza company? Which one? Oh, Toontown, yeah. <laughs> okay, never mind. Now he's not coming back. <laughs> See, he can tell he's got the Muppets on his mind, and he's over here wearing a Fozzie Bear T-shirt. So, Waka <laughs> Waka 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 Waka. Boo. boo. Uh, so I think uh, this episode's coming to a close, and that's a wrap. And cut. cut.